If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hi guys. Thanks for joining me today. I have Terry Johnson on. I am so excited. This is actually my first time talking to Terry as well, even though, holy cow, I've heard her name forever. She's in the event planning space. She's doing such marvelous things. And before COVID, she had this wonderful conference called All Things Silhouette that she did in person. And so today we're going to talk about how she got started with that, how she got started with Silhouette, and then how it's transitioned and how she's doing those retreats now. I know some of you, well, all of you are probably crafters and makers And maybe some of you have already attended this conference and want to hear what she's doing with it now. Thanks, Terry. Oh, thanks, Karina, for having me. I'm excited. You know, you mentioned that was, and it is the first time that we've met, but we were always probably at Silhouette Summit together. I've been there every year except one. Oh, that's so so funny. I know. I I can't believe we we never met. That is funny that we've never met. Silhouette throws this thing for bloggers, designers, and people who are purchasing retailers. And um, that is so funny that we've never met. Right. Exactly. I've been there. I only missed it when I was going through um, cancer treatment, but other than that, I've been there every year. So um, yeah. So let me just tell you a little bit about how I got started. I have sewn um, since I was a young girl. Um, Nobody around my grandmother sewed, but nobody else around me sewed. And I, that was in the olden days when they took, we had sewing classes at school and I took every one that I could. And so I just continued to do that through the years. I've always enjoyed crafts and sewing, but when I had two daughters, I particularly got interested in and began sewing for them. My husband was in the Navy and was deployed a lot. So I took classes on how to sew, smock, make heirloom garments for them. And so that was kind of my beginning. And he was, like I said, gone a lot. So um, I started working at a little smocking shop and teaching classes. And eventually over the years, opened my own store um, here in the Northern Virginia area in 2000. I opened a store and it was a brother sewing and embroidery store. And we sold fabric and sewing and embroidery machines and everything that went along with it. And I had that store for 13 years. And yeah, it was, it was an evolution. We moved from location to location and it evolved. But during that time, uh, and machine embroidery was pretty much the mainstay and quilting of the store. And we had a lot of classes. I've always, that's always been my love was teaching. Like I said, um, I started teaching smocking classes. And even in the Navy, as we would travel, I would always find opportunities to teach. So in my store, um, we did a lot of machine embroidery, a lot of machine embroidery applique, and a lot of classes. Well, I heard somewhere, I guess online, that you, there were cutting machines that you could use 
for cutting your fabric for machine embroidery applique. So I began researching that and there wasn't much information. Like I said, this was when the first silhouette came out. So maybe 11, 12 years ago, something like that. I began researching it and I found the a little YouTube video on the silhouette software. So the software is kind of what sold me um, is because I could create machine embroidery appliques in the silhouette software. Now, keep in mind, this was before silhouette had um, the capability of importing embroidery formatted designs like you can now with either business edition or um, designer plus. But anyway, I figured out a way it was kind of um, around your elbow to get to your thumb, but it worked. And I began demonstrating that in my store at my embroidery clubs and began selling silhouettes like crazy. I couldn't keep them in stock. And um, so at that time, the vice president of sales called me and he said, let me, let me get this straight. You're a sewing store and you're selling silhouette. And I said, yes. And he said, what are you doing? And I, I said, well, so I tried to explain to him. He didn't really grasp the concept. He said, you're not doing paper or vinyl. I said, nope, just fabric. So he actually came out and it was Spencer Livingston, who you know, I'm sure. And um, that began our relationship. And so um, over the years um, that evolved. Um, so anyway, we began um, having retreats to show people they would come, they'd bring their Cameo, they'd bring their embroidery machines. This is back with Cameo One. And we I would teach them how to do that. Well, they soon discovered that there was a lot of other ways to use a Cameo. You could do vinyl, you could do paper, all kinds of things, although they loved it for embroidery. So eventually I decided to close the store. I'm big in education. I've always had lots and lots of classes. I have an embroidery, machine embroidery class on Craftsy and, you know, just in a lot of embroidery education taught at national conventions. And, but I began to realize once I closed the store, um, there was no, not much going on in the way of education for silhouette or cutters. Um, at that time, really none for silhouette, very little. Uh, like I said, this was probably in, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago. And there was a little bit out there, but not a lot. So I began holding silhouette retreats. And um, just when you bring, and, and we stopped bringing embroidery machines, it was too much to lug embroidery machines and cameos. So I would just demonstrate how to do your embroidery. But um, people started, the word got out and non-sewers wanted to come. So we would do these retreats. And I had been a vendor at um, an embroidery conference in Birmingham and had taught classes there on how to cut your applique and sold a lot of silhouettes at that time. And so those people were contacting me saying, we want something closer to Birmingham. So I kind of opened up the map and I said, hmm, what's between Virginia and Alabama? And I came up with Atlanta. So I began holding retreats for, they had a very nice uh, small ballroom for, um, you know, maybe 40 or 50 people. But then I began to look around at the venue and my mind started cranking. And at this time I'd gotten more and more involved with Silhouette and I was going to the conferences and the summit and knew there was a lot of 
other educators and designers and makers out there who had expertise in fields that were beyond my scope. And I began looking at the venue that a fabulous amphitheater um, that you could seat 200 people and do software classes. And so I went to the sales manager said, I want to do a big conference. And she was a little concerned for me because she knew it was a big financial commitment. But it was kind of a field of dreams thing of kind of if you build it, they will come. And I had made relationships through Silhouette with um, different educators like Lori Whitlock and Spencer was great to put me in touch with some others and Kelly Waymont. And um, so that's how it all began. And that's and then the next thing you know, we sold out with 400 people. Yeah. And we have sold out every conference we've had every conference that is amazing yeah. you know what the craziest thing to me is hearing your roundabout story because first of all you're in my two fields right you're in fabric and you're in silhouette those are my two fields of like i just adore designing right. for which is so crazy i didn't realize you started with embroidery yeah that's my first love and um, you can't see my studio right here but i've got a 10 needle over here i've got a, a baby lock over here the dream machine and yeah so um, fun i have almost as many embroidery machines as i do silhouette machines so. okay so for those of you guys listening i just want to one of the things i'm hearing is that terry is really good at finding an opportunity in what she's doing now like she really took the thing that she loves and kept selling out on silhouette machines and instead of being like no i am only an embroiderer she like took that thing and made it something that people talk about these conferences and getting a spot in this conference so um, I'm good friends with Kelly. She's been on the show before and she's talked about teaching and she teaches at Craftsy as well too. And I love hearing her talk about how wonderful this conference is. So cool. So COVID of course affected yes. live events. So yeah. tell us what you ended up doing and then like how you're thinking you're going to proceed. And of course it's going to change, right? Cause we're still navigating. Absolutely. Absolutely. So our last live conference was in November of 2019. Um, we had one scheduled for the spring of 2020, which of course didn't happen. And let me just tell you real quick uh, at these conferences, like I said, we usually have about four to 450 attendees. And that's really capped only because of the limit of the venue. We don't have any more room, no more sleeping rooms, no more meeting rooms, but that keeps it personal and intimate. We have fabulous vendors in the ballroom heat press nation sawgrass sparkleberry of course silhouette you know just on and on and on great vendors and we have contests and inspiration you know show off your project rooms but the real key is we have some of the best educators in the industry and they do a fabulous job and there's just a, a buzz and an excitement and there's door prizes and fabulous goodie bags and just a lot of fun so 2019 november was the last one and we realized early on in covid that we weren't going to be able to do that so we transitioned to an online event now you don't get all the personal excitement but we did have we've done that twice now for all things silhouette and we had one this past um 
uh, May, in May, and we had 20 classes. And again, still about four or five, four to 450 attendees, participants. And they are pre-recorded classes. We had um, Kelly Weymouth, Lori Woodlock, Melissa Viscount, uh, Mandy Graham, Cindy Eckhoff, McKenna from Silhouette, um, 20 different instructors. Well, not 20 different because like Kelly did two classes yeah. for us. Um, and so a few did two, but we had maybe 16 or 17 instructors and they, they did pre-recorded classes for us. And um, Jared from Heat Press Nation just had a great crew. And so each morning we would have a live Zoom call um, with as many as wanted to come on. And usually there was two or 300 that joined us. We had a little challenge with the time zones because we're in the East Coast. And um, so anyway, so they would join us for the Zoom call. Some of the instructors would hop on and introduce themselves. And then they had all day to watch the videos. They also got cut files and handouts. And then we would do another, and then this, my team would be on call in the private Facebook group to answer any questions that they might have for their classes throughout the day. And um, then we'd have another Zoom call again in the evening to answer any questions, um, but most importantly, to give away the door prizes. And you know, <laughs> everybody loves those. So, um, and again, we had fabulous door prizes, heat presses from Heat Press Nation, machines from Silhouette America. So um, then the attendees had 60 days to watch all their classes because you can't get six, 20 classes watched in one day or retain anything, you know, and uh, some of them, most of them were about an hour, but some were up to two hours um, or more, depending on the topic. So we had great classes and great feedback. And in fact, Saturday was just the last day for the attendees to have their access unless they, we also had a VIP package where you could purchase additional access and a private Zoom class live with one of our instructors. So that was super popular and about half of the people took advantage of that. So also what's grown, so it's been, it's like, it's interesting because we already had about 200 people signed up before COVID hit. So most of those people transitioned to the live events. Some um, wanted a refund, but a couple went ahead and transitioned. So this time we had, it was just straight up, you know, whoever wanted to come would come. And um, there, a lot of people prefer this format because um, it's less expensive. They don't have to travel or pay for a hotel. They don't have to be gone from home. And a lot of people have young children, aging parents, jobs they can't leave, whatever, or they just don't want to travel that far. So um, it makes it more affordable and more attainable. And we have a lot of international students on the, we would have international students in the in-person sometimes, I mean, pretty much every time we'd have a few, but we have more on the virtual event. Yeah. 
So um, while there's some, and it's pretty much, I think, our original people who know what the excitement and the experience is all about that prefer the in-person experience, but the new people, um, and even the ones who have been to the live ones, they prefer the virtual format. Um, first of all, you get to do a lot more hands-on with the virtual and they have 60 days. They can watch it over and over. They can take notes. At the live event, the classes were an hour and 15 minutes. And man, you would get in there. It was down and dirty and then you would get out and there were no videos. So in terms of learning and retaining and really having being able to create, a lot of people prefer this virtual format. So it's interesting how it's evolved through all of this. Yeah, that is interesting. I would say um, it's so funny because I love an in-person event so much. Of course. I just think it's mm -hmm. wonderful. But truthfully, I'm able to attend more things now because there's so many right. virtual events. So you get to pick and choose how many, because I can only get away a couple times a year, right? Exactly. But virtually, if it's something's on, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll just go quick jump on that. So right. are you capping your virtual or are you allowing as many in as you would um, like? We, we did not cap the All Things Silhouette Conference. However, we do have some other events um, that we are doing virtually. Um, we just finished one last night, um, which was is our Silhouette Instructor Licensing. And I have a relationship with Silhouette. They don't create the curriculum I do. However, they endorse us and they're great partners with us. So I have a curriculum and a program for anyone who would like to be licensed to, by me, not by Silhouette, to teach Silhouette classes in their home area. And we do cap those um, because I want to give personal attention. I want them to be able to answer questions, uh, ask their questions, have them answered. So anything that we like the licensing, we also do retreats like we have in September, um, a curio retreat for anyone who wants to learn how to use their curio. And that'll be capped at 50 people because we do set up a private Facebook group. And um, we are bought, like I said, we monitor that all day. So for the licensing this past three days, that Facebook group was manned from 9am to 6pm with four staff members who were constantly available to help anyone with any problems. And we even had to call one on zoom to kind of diagnose what was going on with her computer. So, um, you know, that is why we cap that for personal attention. And so the curio retreat is, um, coming up in September and we're almost full. We probably only have about 15 spots left for that. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. One last question. Where's this going? I mean, you said that we're, you're doing so awesome with the virtual and it's like right. you're bringing in tons of different people and you technically you don't have to cap them, which means more people can attend. Right. Exactly. But then of course you, I'm sure you hear from the in-person people who are like, we oh, do. we yeah. missed the t-shirt contest or the walkway. We missed the, and the there swap. is a power. There is a power mm -hmm. in being there. There is. Right? There is an enthusiasm and excitement, a camaraderie that you just can't get virtually. So um, where this is going is a little fluid, <laughs> partly because like you said, we're still navigating COVID. We don't really know where that's going. Um, I've also started an all things silhouette club. 
where I do monthly projects online um, and each month the, and it's focused, I'm, I'm a real believer in project-based education that if I just pull up the Silhouette Studio software and began showing you all the icons and tools, your eyes glaze over. But if I show you, for example, we're doing stencils this month. If I show you in Silhouette Studio how you can create a stencil and then how to make something lovely with that stencil, then you um, are going to retain that and learn more about the software. So the All Things Silhouette Club is a monthly project club, and you get video tutorials, cut files, handouts, and again, a private Facebook group. So that is really growing. We have about 300 people a month in that. So that's going to go on. And I think my, my thoughts, don't hold me to this, but my thoughts for the future are perhaps one annual live All Things Silhouette Conference and one virtual um, all things silhouette conference in the past we've had two a year sometimes and quite honestly um, I'm getting older and that's just a lot and um, I think I want to maintain like you said that excitement and it's going to have to be modified in terms of um, just a lot of things but the the format's going to have to be modified moving forward because of the venue restrictions and that type of thing but i think that's my goal is to have one annual live event and then other virtual events so that way we're hopefully getting everybody that wants to participate yeah, yeah. that feels it feels like the merging of the two you're like getting everyone and everyone's going to be really happy because once again, those international people, not everyone's right. going to come over or people who are super busy or young kids or aging parents or everything that you said. Right. I love that. I think that's amazing. Okay. So if someone is wanting an update on what you're up to, where can they go to find you? Really easy. TerryJohnsonCreates.com. Okay. Yeah. Terry Johnson Creates. And you guys, I'm going to put that into the show notes so that you guys can link up and go mm -hmm. find what she's doing because you're going to want to hear if you want to go to an in, uh, an uh, an online event. You weren't going to want to register for that. And it sounds like she's still going to cap those live events. So you have to, to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. Um, so um, at the website, there are links for the conferences, there are links for the licensing and the club. And we currently don't have a licensing or a conference scheduled, but we do have a page where you can put your name on the wait list. So then as soon as we have it scheduled, I will blast out to those people first. So it's perfect. All of Terry and it's T-E-R-R-I, Terry Johnson creates.com. Thank you for spelling that. T-E-R-R-I. Correct. Okay. All right, yeah. guys. Thanks so much for being on Terry. You guys go check that out and I will see you guys soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.